Hello, Mech Warriors, and welcome to the Mech Bay, where we fix your mech and fix your game. What's going on, Mech Warriors? I'm your host, Josh, and today I've got with me my co-host, Dustin and Denim. What's going on, guys? Not much, just, you know, hanging out, living the dream. What about you, Denim? Hey, I got a new microphone. I'm testing it out. Sounds beautiful. Oh, man. This will be your last recording. Just just know (laughs) it. But yeah, today we are going to be talking about playing some lower point clan games, or as I like to call it, Bachalan on a Budget. But first, as always, let's get that Battle Mac coolant flowing with some hobby news, hobby progress, and some fan mail. Not a whole lot in the Battletech news world. We've got a little bit with the Battletech force packs. The clans are back in stock. Nice. Yeah. I think there's only a few of them. I think it's mainly the Wave 1 restocks, but I mean, it's it's nice to know that they are restocking things on a weekly-ish basis. Yeah. Yep. And in a year or so, we'll probably be able to pick up a box whenever you want to. Yeah. I hope. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. It's getting better, though, and that's the important part. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I think it's cool now is that they have some new items, which are the battle mat the alpine and lunar one that's that's new that's, that's new the alpha strike one right There's yeah that's, it that's has no it's hex. hexless yeah oh hexless. cool so, I, I have one of those it's nice nice so you got that you've got the desert map packs and i then, love the sorry i love the desert map pack love it i'll have to take a look at it is that the one with the giant Air, airport on the yeah, back there of are it? four maps that go together that make one giant airport and i'm making that's right you're printing all the 3d terrain for it right now yeah nice see i just personally don't like maps that don't have woods like i feel like woods are such an integral part of oh they they have woods they have light woods heavy woods i've been printing them out as cacti but (laughs) but it has like uh, it's got woods on the map okay okay that 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 helps me because when i hear desert i'm like cool Level one, level two, and barren wasteland. But oh, yeah, I mean, there's a couple maps that are like that, but most of them have some sort of 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 uh, shrubbery, um, cacti foliage type foliage. Yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, the big ones definitely are. We have Salvage Box Clan Invasion and Salvage Box Shalone for sale. Nice. So we have loot boxes on the website, people. <laughs> Roll the. Uh, the- the real life dice yeah well, for seven dollars any mech can be of yours. any mech of what 10 10 or 11 can be yours something like that yeah but it's, it's definitely not every mech but the shiloh is always the shiloh yeah 15 15 that's not bad that's a uh, yeah the so, clan invasion like, box set and the two other ones that came out in wave one yeah 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 so any wave one clan mech could be yours for seven dollars yep oh man i still have I think 12 of them in this box that I've never opened. I was, why do, why I was, do people do this? Why do people buy more mechs and plastic? Than, it's it's almost like we have a problem or something. Yeah, right. I, I kind of had this thing where if I did a tournament, I you know, you, you could have it like as a prize, you know, sort of oh, unseen okay. type thing. So, all right. All right. I, I, I guess that's yet. an excuse. I haven't opened it yet, but, you know, I'm weak when it comes to battle tech. I may, <laughs> I may do it anyway. But uh, yeah, no, it's it, it's nice to see that the Shalone fighter is something that they have enough of because it's like I said, it's for sale for seven bucks. And I don't know if it's something that I'm actually going to purchase 
I'm, I might just wait for their wave 2.5 when I get my free one. But if someone's wanting a whole bunch or just wants it now, if it, they can get it. So well, if, if Aerotech three falls out of the sky, then I'll get one. And if not, I, I'm good. Yeah, I got the one from the from the wave two, but I wanted a um, I wanted a lance, and that's two. So uh, I managed to find another one. Ah, nice. Other than that, we've got the hardcover and leather covers of the Clan Invasion books. So Lethal Heritage, Blood Blood Legacy, and Lost Destiny. Kerensky trilogy. Good, that's good books. It. Good stories. I'm halfway through book number two, <laughs> ah. and I got to get cooking because we got a book club meeting soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much all the BattleTech news. By the time this drops, we should have Rec Guide 22, but not yet. Nope, I'll get it the day it comes out, though. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the news. Uh, what about hobby progress? Let's start with you, Dustin. Well, I guess technically I painted some skeletons today. Whoa, you painted skeletons? Little Egyptian-themed, I guess, skeletons. Is this for Warhammer or? No, I mean, it could be for anything. There's just some resin-printed uh, miniatures from One Page Rules. That's that's the designers, One Page Rules. Anyhow, um, a local guy had his airbrush, and he was having trouble with it. And he's like, can somebody help me out? So I went and helped him out today. Just some basics, airbrushing basics. So good go. for you. That's, that's hobby progress. Been super busy other than that. So did you, did you proselytize with uh, some battle tech? Like, Hey, <laughs> you- uh, he'd heard of battle tech, but yeah, showed up with a bunch of pewter slash maybe lead like chaos space Marines from 1992 Yee. to practice on. Cause you can drop them in acetone or, you know, gasoline or whatever you want to use. <laughs> whatever flammable solvent. To- yeah. Anything it's- will work. <laughs> well, if you're doing that with the, uh, the current, Plastic mechs, that ice purple alcohol works great. I haven't had hey, any problems nice. with those at all. Oh, really? Yep. Yep. Okay. Soaked one in there for about five days. Paint came Whoa. off. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, I forgot <laughs> about it. You didn't get a pile of goop. Hey, there you go. Yeah. The paint That's... came off. The mech was fine. Nice. Good to know. I just still spray over it. Like, <laughs> like it, it's already painted. It's already primed. It's like, no no need to strip it. Oh, the detail's so good in these that you can do that. Yeah. How about you, Josh? Uh, I have done... Only a little bit in the sense of I started dry fitting my Aries, my tripod. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I, I wanted to make sure that it would fit and like I wouldn't have to break out like the saw. Like it is a larger model, like the top half. He's a big the, boy. the torso is in two sections and I wanted to make sure. And I actually had a lot of trouble like at first lining up everything. Mm-hmm. And rather than like shave everything down, I really just put the two halves in my hand and just smush them together until it, <laughs> until everything was flush. So yeah, computer's kind of bendy. It's yeah. kind of bendy. Yeah. So it, it did some squeaking and stuff, but by the end of it, it all fits. So hopefully after the holidays, I can get to that because unfortunately I'm having to essentially pack up all of my painting stuff and mechs for the in-laws to come over. No, so they will be staying in the, in the Thunderdome essentially. Nice. You know, I heard. Is it nice? Say, is it nice? It's sad. I once heard somebody say, "With enough force, any two objects will come together." So, there you go. Talking about your Aries. Not I was your, about to say, not my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. So no painting for me for the next couple of weeks, and at least until they're in and they're out. So you've, you've got a you've got a deck. Get you a little fold-up table. You don't even have to set up your fan. You can just spray. Don't don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I, I do it all the time. It's like 40 degrees out there. I'm not priming or painting. 
It's warm enough. It's warm enough? No. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, who won better painted at the at the tournament? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you did. <laughs> there we go. Wait, your, did your wife paint these again? What? What? No. No. I, your your no. wife is a good painter though, right? My wife is a wonderful painter. Yeah. She does like 80% of 90% of the commissions I take for painting, and she does a much better job than me. All right, just making sure the trophy doesn't go to her, you know. No, no. I did all of these. <laughs> Excellent. I Excellent. did. I did consult with her to ask what would be the best way, and then I was That's like, fine. "I don't like this. I'm going to do it my own way and cry all the time." <laughs> but it worked out. So consulting is fine. <laughs> consulting is fine. But yeah, so that's what I did. Uh, Denim. What about you? I have finally finished printing out all the stuff for that map pack, pack deserts uh, airport, and I am in the process of texturing and painting and prettying up soon. Uh, soon ish. Tm. All right, and we got a little bit of fan mail. We got Sebastian. Sebastian writes, Hello and greetings from Germany. I'm just listening to the latest episode of the podcast, and I have to say that I'm having a great time. It's awesome to hear that a fan got you some printouts for Death From Above's Battletech Destiny rule set, and I can only urge you to give this system a try. It's awesome. Battletech Destiny is a great melange of classic and Alpha Strike, and it's also a living system that is constantly being worked on by the Death From Above crew. I'm really looking forward to your thoughts on Battletech Destiny. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Sebastian. P.S. I'd love to ask you some details on the Alpha Strike tournament you're talking about on the podcast. Did you play on hex maps or did they use tabletop 3D terrain? Also, did you use the single roll to hit damage rules or did you roll a pair of dice for every point of damage on a mech? Great question and thanks for writing into us, Sebastian. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so it was on printed 3D printed terrain, no hex maps, everything was in uh, inches and... The tournament used a slightly modified, but mostly um, you roll a pair of dice for every point of damage to hit, which I will never go back. I will say that much. Yeah. Variable hit damage is supreme. Supreme. <laughs> that is in the in the rule book, though, right? Like, yes. It's it like is the optional. Optional rule. Yeah. Well, there are, there are some optional rules that shouldn't be. Um, that should not you know, be optional. That should be. Like, yeah, that I think that one is a good one, and things like in classic, the the flamer doing two points damage and two points of heat. At the same yeah, time. it's like come on, that's a gimme. <laughs> but yeah, I I bet I bet that uh, the pip the damage dice started out as one way, and it's just become so popular the the way you guys played it that um, that they put it in the book, and it's one of those unofficial official rules. Yeah, well, they should just go ahead and make it official. And also make it official that you can't load and unload battle armor in the same turn. <laughs> but anyways, after after your stories, I agree. I'm moving moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> Already uh, don't want to beat the dead horse, so to speak. The, the horse is dead. The horse, the horse is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I think yeah. The next time we get together, I think you still got the copies of those DFA. Yep. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't seen anyone since then, just because everything, but. Yeah, I really enjoyed the tabletop 3D terrain that was there. It was all good quality stuff. Yeah. So Nice printed stuff. Well painted. Yes. Great variety of tables to play on. All right. And for the Battletech events calendar, we got Battle for the Sphere in Castle Rock, Colorado on December 11th. If you're in Colorado, get your plane tickets purchased right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I wish I could go to those, but it's that weird middle of the holiday time. <laughs> yep. So yeah, the in between. I'm actually traveling for the in between the holidays time this year. Ooh, where are you yeah. going? Huh, down to Florida. Ooh, yeah. Are you, be... are you going to go to the Wolfnet Radio Battle one for that one? Is there something happening in Florida uh, on the 26th? Yeah, or sorry, that's February. Never mind. 
Cut it oh, out. Okay. Cut this. I was, I'm not going to be in there on the 26th anyhow. Uh, but no, I might catch a game of Warhammer with my little brother who's bigger than me. <laughs> oh, I got, a, young. I got a little brother who's bigger than me in Florida as well. Ah, younger we brother go. who's bigger than me. Yeah. yeah. We're younger brother who live in Florida who's bigger than me. Yeah. Brothers. I got one of them. But yeah, anything else for news progress or mail? Games played. That's a sec- segment. Yeah. Yeah. Has nice. anyone gotten any Battletech in lately? I have. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I still at Hangar 8. Well, you didn't, you didn't come to the tournaments. So you got to I, I <laughs> catch which, up. Which gave me so much more time to organize other things. Yes. Um, <laughs> I still play every other Tuesday. So I do, I do missions once a month and I do basically Battletech free time every other Tuesday. Unstructured Battletechage. Exactly. There you go. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of that. How about you, Josh? You get any games in? Uh, I've gotten some Mega Mech in. Like hey. I said, trying out some new variants and trying out some things for future game days you know nice nice i mean like i said the rec guides are out so having to see how those work and then trying out new ill clan era ill clan era stuff i think all but the the most recent two rec guides are in mega mech now oh dang nice did has anybody played with the hermit crab yet no i haven't (laughs) i wanna i'm excited all right so uh let's take a quick break and see what's coming in on the hpg Coming in for the store news, Aries Games and Miniatures is now selling a custom Feldherr case designed for transporting your perfect 350 PV list. It's got plenty of room for more than one list, and those bags will easily fit the news Catalyst Sculpt Miniatures, a mesh pocket for cards, and for a limited time, each bag also includes a set of critical hit trackers for free. Aries has also partnered with Creative Juggernaut and is now carrying plastic terrain hexes. These miniature-based four-packs currently come in two terrain types, Badlands and Lunar. Each biome series will be a pack of four randomly selected bases with no duplicates to ensure each box is unique. And from Fortress Miniatures, fresh off the design table at Death Ray Designs and released last weekend, the Tiger Maw BB-209. If you've ever wanted to take a mech that screams it came from the planet Detroit, this is for you. Now you can run your cybernetically enhanced elemental enforcement officer with his own brain-in-a-jar mech. Also, Fortress has started receiving Wolf's Dragoons, Barnes and Nobles boxes, and they are currently being split up, so if you are looking for only one or two pieces of the set, it's the perfect time to drop on them. Warning. Damage critical. Ammunition depleted. Welcome to the beaches of Canopus. Away from the chaos of the battlefield awaits rest and relaxation of a quality unsurpassed by the successor states. Trade in your cooling vest and neuro helmet for a cold martini and a nap in the sun. Or perhaps try your luck at one of our sphere-renowned casinos. Indulge in free culture and arts in our renowned galleries while expanding your palate with tastes local and foreign at authentic high-class restaurants and bars. Everyone knows that the magistracy is unsurpassed in pleasure and relaxation. Book a transcendent experience with an agent near you and return to your life truly refreshed. All right, we are back. So, your dishonorable star colonel has bid low. And I'm talking real low. I'm talking inner sphere lance low. 
low like you're using some arbitrary battle value system to determine how many mechs you can put on the battlefield. But yes, today we're going to be talking about Bachalan on a budget. So what are some reasons to Bachal on a budget? Well, the big one I could see is you don't want to throw down everything on the poor little Intersphere player that finally agreed to move up from 3025 to the clan invasion. And you don't want to like look at all of my three, four pilots and their clan large pulse laces and target computers. (laughs) So you want to kind of meet them in the middle for game balance, I should say. Yeah. Yep. And you don't want them to have to bring a whole company uh, to the to the game. That is the big one. Yeah. Because the higher BV you go up, the more units they go up. Your star could turn into a company of Savannah Masters plus mechs. And- I have yeah, I, I have personally experienced part of a game with a clan assault star versus a inner sphere assault company. You don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, didn't a couple a couple episodes ago didn't we determine that the uh, the box set the clan invasion box set lance was equivalent to twelve marauders? I'm trying to remember. I think it was a lance or it was a star of what was it? A star versus twelve marauder twos. Was it a star of timberwolves or something? Or was it the was it the box? It might have been the box. Yes, yeah, no, it was it was the box. I'm looking at the the what yeah, I wrote yeah. down last time. It's it's the box set with elementals is uh-huh. equivalent to twelve marauders with the large laser instead of the AC five. Oh, okay. Yeah, twelve of them. Yeah, so you might not want to do that. <laughs> that, would, that would take forever. That's one um, of those sixteen hour games. Yeah, you could be you could spin it all as a narrative mission. It is not unheard of to for the inner sphere to have dishonorably split off a star from its you know binary or trinary through subterfuge and inner sphere trickery they all got blown up by that one lucky uh artillery strike or the dropship went down and only one of them got out yeah cool. or you're a fan of the underdog and you just want to challenge that that's my personal favorite the i could take on your entire lance with two mechs and still come out on top yeah, just a good old uh you know patrol yeah. <laughs> just a good old but shawl just a good old but shawl so yeah so what does make a good budget clan mech well i mean low battle value that that's what makes- <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta help me out a little bit no you're fine so let me let me rephrase so when i think of a good budget clan mech for a star or for a game what i'm normally thinking of is a 1500 ish bv like something that's relatively equivalent to a, an inner sphere heavy level of battle value i'm thinking of something that's normally only got two or three weapon systems like one primary and then a secondary and then just the flavor er small in the head like we see on a lot of intersphere mechs and something that's almost purely optimized for one role or just so generalized that it's not good at any role those are normally the mechs that i consider to be budget clan mechs I got a few ideas for that. So yeah, I, uh, that sounds good. I mean, not budget mechs are really easy to come by. They're the ones that are 3000 plus battle value for a medium mech. Probably not what you're looking for. Yeah. To get into the right headspace or um, for what you're going to be finding on the cheaper chassis, you just get comfortable with the LBX, the SRM, the LRM, ER mediums and ER larges. Like Denim said, you're not going to be packing the pulse lasers in the targeting computers uh the pp erppc the clan erppc as well shun the gauss rifle shun the ppc the pulse laser you're not going to be bringing that or maybe one just one you yeah I was, one. I was about to say that's a those are the going to be your one big primary like when we yeah. talked about the thor on the last oh, yeah. on the last clan episode that that is a two primary weapons and not enough ammo to keep the bv low so yeah let's 
move on to some specifics. I, I think we can go over a couple of our favorite cheap chassis and variants. Uh, low battle value clan mechs in the invasion era. Or yeah. how to build a star that my intersphere friend doesn't keep refusing my bachal for. <laughs> yeah, because honestly, that is the biggest goal of this, is to make a list that is more palatable for a newer intersphere player or a newer just got the clan invasion box set, but they're still using their a game of armor combat mechs, essentially. Something that's not going to break their spirit right out the gate. Yeah, it's uh, nothing is more disappointing than when you bring out a star of mechs and they look at their box set and they're like, I don't have enough mechs to make it fair. <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I went to Solaris Skunk Works and sorted by battle value and it's just not possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are a few discount battle value clan mechs in the invasion era? So let's start out with the lights just because, well, they're going to be the easiest to kind of differentiate between an inner sphere one. Dustin, why don't you go into your personal favorite discount light sure. clan mech? My go-to is the uh, Miss Lynx Prime 871 battle value at 4.5. You know, LRM 10, some token machine guns, and an SRM 4. I think it's a streak. A lot of people hate that it only jumps 6. But remember, that keeps the battle value down because it can't produce that 4 TMM. Uh, that light mech and that, that Prime and, you know, specifically makes it into a lot of my Bichalan on a budget lists. Yeah, I like the Miss Lynx just because it is cheaper like it can still do the same role as a dasher not as supremely optimized as the dasher mm-hmm. but still to good effect while also having some combat effectiveness yeah and you can sneeze on the miss links and it probably won't die whereas the fire moth will it can't get as as high as a tmm but it can jump which i i want to say i want to think says something or yep. is worth something more what do you think about the Miss Links, Denim? Well, I, I love the Miss Links. Um, I probably would have put it on my list, but I already saw it. Yeah, on there's not Dustin's a lot to choose list. from, so you'll see a lot so, of repeats. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I could say, hey, I agree with Dustin on that. Like my on my list, I did put the Puma A, the Adder. It's a little bit more expensive, but um, uh, it, it meets a lot of Josh's criteria, where it's got um, one main missile or weapon system. In this case, it's just LRMs. It is a light mech, but it's slower. For a light mech, so it's not super overpowered, gives uh, some weaknesses that the inner sphere guys can can uh, exploit. So it has a role, and it can be countered. So I don't think it's too overpowered. Yeah, no, I mean the the Puma is like I want to say on the high end. Like I wouldn't personally call it a discount or Pachalan on a budget mech, uh-huh. just because it's it's a lot on one chassis. Like that is an inner sphere heavy fourteen hundred BV. Okay, yeah. we, we could talk about that if you want. Like, like yes, it seems high, but if you're looking at people's favorite clan mechs, they're all about the same battle value, regardless of weight class. Like, yeah, all the favorite ones are between uh, twenty six hundred and four thousand BV across the board, whether it's light to assault. They're all about the same. So oh, <laughs> anything anything under two thousand is is kind of um, you know a discount. not a bad deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh, you got a favorite? But uh, yeah, so I also love the Miss Lynx. I, like I said, I think it's great for dropping off battle armor and then still harassing. Like it's yeah. it fills a multi-purpose role in that, that the dasher kind of lacks. Mm-hmm. Like the dasher is a one purpose drop, drop battle armor and then just go really fast to get TMM and annoy people. Yeah. The Miss Lynx can still hang around and hang around clan medium range and yeah. pop up shafts. Dip, dodge, duck, and dive. <laughs> When we, go to, when we go to mediums, I'll talk about my favorite uh, battle armor 
bust. But um, well, yeah, the best links is a good yeah. Let's let's just go to medium now. Yeah, let's okay. talk about. Tell me about your favorite yeah. clan medium battle armor bust. That, yeah, the battle armor bust that I use is the um, the dragonfly or viper. I use hey. the prime variant. Yeah. It's uh, it comes in at fourteen fifty, which is just a tiny little bit higher than the um, than the adder a. But mm-hmm. it, I think it's an eight twelve eight. It oh is yeah, a it is great elemental delivery system. I mean, it's got some weapons. It's got, uh, it's got some armor. It's got a lot of speed. It's got it's got decent armor. Yeah, and I can't agree with you more. I love it, and it pains me as a uh, Ultramarines. I mean, Clan Wolf uh, <laughs> player. To oh, put the a number fiber. of people that have agreed with me on this statement just makes me feel so vindicated. Hey, I, I lost. I lost so many like listeners. Like the listener count just went down oh, after that. But oh, hey. Uh, yeah, it pains me to put the, the 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 viper in my clan wolf list, but it's just it's just such a killer medium, it's and you know I'll run it alongside my. It's got the anti missile system to keep uh, people from blowing it up too fast. Yeah, and since we're talking about the ice ferret, I'll go ahead and talk about. Um, yes, I like the viper, but also the ice ferret. Uh, the prime is a bit pricey; it's sixteen seventy eight. So I don't know if that's that might be like one of the heaviest. Battle value wise, mechs in my list. If I'm bringing the Ice Ferret Prime, I also don't really like the Clan ERPPC. So typically, I'd actually run like the A or the D. Um, the D is a little pricey too, but I think the D is in my list. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Josh, yeah, I, I like your Ice Ferret. I like your Viper. But one mech that it's growing on me, and especially for lower, cheaper BV, is uh-huh. the Battle Cobra. Like. I was kind of looking for a, a regular Nova, like mm-hmm. something that had purely one focus in the medium bracket. And when I found the battle cover, I was like, this is four medium pulses and six small pulses. Like that is a, that is a Nova uh-huh. that you can shoot you use both more. Arms. <laughs> you can use both arms. Essentially. It's <laughs> Denim's over there. Like, what are you talking about? I use the both arms on the Nova all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And all I could think was Dustin. Oh, I just Not shoot all the one time, arm. Just when it's appropriate. Just when you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, this is a brawler medium, which you, everyone knows I love, mm-hmm. but it is purely focused on just put pulse lasers on and for 1466 that's that's pretty that's not bad especially when it can still get up close and hit something really hard yeah like what what's what's 1450 on uh on an inner sphere like what what size is that that's 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 heavy it's a heavy yeah or a really nice medium what's the movement profile on that Uh, that's a six nine six nine zero no jumps no jump i was wondering how it was so low and that's uh it's a little slower okay yeah, the armor is not super high. It okay. needs it definitely needs a flank just because it is forty yeah, forty tons. Forty ton, yeah. But like I said, it's it's something new that I've never really seen anyone use, and I feel like it's one of those like hidden gems. Isn't it it's a wave two mech, right? So it, it's it a wave two. Like yeah. I have one. So there you go. I also have one. Do you want to know the weirdest part is? What's that? It's also an intersphere mech because they captured so many at two kid. <laughs> <laughs> and the BV for those are in the sub thousand. Ooh, nice! Oh, they refitted them with uh, either just two large pulse lasers and C three uh, MML uh, or sorry MRM. So like, oh weird. Yeah, the Intersphere was like, this is a really cheap mech. We're gonna make it ours. Nice, <laughs> and I just think that's hilarious. But that is, like I said, it's not super common, but. For something that is still mobile, but also can get up close and just like 
one two hit a mech that's that's what i'm looking for in a medium that's a nice one if you're not running in elementals that's that's the better one to have i mean you could still put elementals on that six nine's not the worst uh, yeah it doesn't jump though so that uh that slows it down from getting them into those tight to tight to reach spots mm-hmm. true but with the Loadout of four medium pulses and six small pulses. It is something that wants to get close. So, mm-hmm. I mean, throwing always- throwing battle armor onto onto a clan brawler is probably not the worst plan. I was going to say, even if you decide not to drop them off, you know that's fifty five more points of armor on your mech. That's. <laughs> Uh, I, I see you listened to my last episode <laughs> of using a blade of wounds. It works just as well in classic as it does in Alpha Strike. It does it just feels wrong though? It does. It does. That's why they have less armor on the the side torsos. A lot of the omnis, <laughs> you know, the toads, the toadies are supposed to take a, a whack or two. It's the it's the price for the lift to the battlefield, right? That's right. Share your armor. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to some heavies. So this is probably where we struggle the most because everyone loves taking the clan heavies. Like they are the most iconic of yeah. them, which but, means they're expensive. <laughs> which means they are the most expensive. So expensive. Denim, do we want to start with you? See what you brought. So if you if your star colonel bid too low, what would you be taking? If he bid way low, I would take the um, the Loki or Hellbringer uh, B variant. Um, that one is only fifteen ninety two, which is really, really, really low for a clan heavy. Yeah, like a thousand BV lower than <laughs> some of the. It's ones a thousand BV lower with. than than um, an Adder Prime, which is a light mech. Uh, it's overpriced. We already <laughs> talked about that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I will. I will defend that. I know we got to. We'll get that game in one day. I also chose the uh, the Loki B as my cheap go-to for Bachalan on a budget heavy. So you picked it just because it was cheap and and what? Like, what, what were your reasons for picking it? I, I picked it because um, although it's a heavy and it's a Loki, so it doesn't have much armor, it's got a lot of weapons and it can do some damage. It'll stay in the back and just do a lot of damage and force the inner sphere mechs to, to close into range with that while my other mechs would, would make it pay for that. So it's nice. my weapons platform. He got gun. Armor, yeah. maybe not, but gun, yes. Yes. He he's only a five eight, but he does have a clan Gauss rifle and an LB five X, so he can punch holes to let your the rest of the star exploit when they throw off Zelbringen. Nice. And then if he really wants to get close, he can finish things off by first making the hole and then filling it with the two SRM sixes. Two SRM sixes with Artemis. Yeah, so <laughs> Plus two on your tables, baby. He is definitely forcing PSRs. Yeah, Lokis have a lot of firepower Mm. across the board. Would you say he's a glass cannon or just a... 100% a glass cannon. I mean, his (laughs) armor is so low. If we want to do uh, Denim's math corner in the the podcast. Loki, Thor, Vulture, and Mad Cat, I would say, are the four classic clan heavy mechs. The Loki has the lowest armor by a lot. Uh, the Mad mm-hmm. Cat's got 12 tons of armor. The Loki only has eight. Um, but the Loki has the most uh, free space, the most free Omnipod space of all four of them. Oh, no kidding. Even though it's like the lightest. So yeah. like if you look at it, the Vulture is the closest with only one ton less. But um, the Thor has seven and a half tons less pod space than the Loki does. Mad Cat's five tons less. So the Loki, though the least amount of armor, 
has the most weapons of all four of those. Hmm. So this is a mech that you definitely get that uh, reject D squad of uh, elementals to ride on top. Oh, you need you need that. <laughs> yes. Like I don't I don't even know. Would they be Sohama or would they just be like purely bred for this one purpose of they're, riding they're on? Fat, lazy elementals. Exactly. Those who jump jets only give them jump up to like two. Star Commander, why do we not have jetpacks or jump packs on our elementals? My mag clamp doesn't release, Sergeant. <laughs> uh, my Omni ports wrapped in, closed on my wrists. Uh, so what did you bring, Dustin? None. Nothing. Uh, I don't have any heavies. And I'll, I'll, I'll mark it up to experience. Like, I really don't have... When I'm patrolling on a budget, like... I literally never bring a clan heavy. So I have no space to make an opinion because I have heavy clan mechs that I like, but I've, they've never made it into my, uh, my cheap lists. Uh, as much as I hate this, I will accept this because <laughs> the heavies are They're like, expensive. if you did, if you did the curve of like where the BV goes, the yeah. heavies are, are actually higher than some of the assaults. And it's yep. just because they're much more optimized for like targeting computers, pulse lasers, ERPPCs yeah. and, and mobility. So nice. Yeah. The, the heavy mechs can still generate that like three, right? Running seven. Yeah. So, and I don't think any of the assaults can maybe with mask, but anyhow. Yeah. So they, they, because they can generate that higher TMM, they're going to, they're BV. So you're saying go back down to the mediums. I always do. I, 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 I have a, in almost all of my lists, I've got two elementals, a light, a medium, and an assault. <laughs> and uh, so let's move on to assault omnis. Yeah. And which assault is that? That's the gargoyle prime, my friends. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I would have lost that bet. I would have said Dustin would go for the one with the 10 Ultra AC2s. And you know what? It excites me, but I have not <laughs> painted that miniature yet. And I'm one of those people. It's like, I don't, I don't. It's, okay. it's it's my rule for me, not for but, anybody else. But if the mini was painted, would you not prefer? Yeah, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a try. try Which mech is this that you were joking about? This oh, uh, this is the Kraken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish out the gargoyle first. Yeah, I mean, where else can you get a clan assault mech for fifteen hundred and thirty-seven ballot value? Um, yeah, it's incredibly low. It's so cheap. Everybody's like, oh, it's got L- two LBX fives. Two SRM6s, was it having the media? There's something in the center torso, isn't there? ER small. ER small, yeah, that's why I don't remember what it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, if I can wax poetic just a tiny bit about the gargoyle. Get up on your soapbox here, yeah, let me push you know, it over to you. It it works well as a battle um, armor taxi. It's not super fast, but it will get them to where they're five going. 5.8 is yeah, fast, five though. Eight for an assault. Yeah, for an assault. Um, the thing kicks, it's 80 tons. That's a 16 point leg sweep and it has enough armor to go toe to toe. And if your opponent happens to bring, um, any of their armor, armor, like tanks and stuff, those LBX cannons are going to shred. Um, it, it, it lore wise, that's what the, what the man of war was doing in the field, right? Yeah. Uh, suppressing inner sphere armor and yeah, infantry and the battle. Because it, it's it comes in and fit, it's the kill stealer. I mean, yeah. it waits till everything else has holes, and then the LBX and that, SRMs that, that. just get crits. It's the crit yep. seeker. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna step off my soapbox. I'll try out the Kraken one day. Um, I only have one assault mech that ever ends, ever gets on my list, and it's the Gargoyle Prime. How about you guys? 
Uh, you go, Denim. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was mine, was the Gargoyle, because it's the only... It's the cheap, only one. It's the only cheap assault mech at all. Everything it's, else is closer to 3K or more. Yep. Talk to me about the Kraken, though. Like, you, you brought it up, so now we have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, put okay. the Kraken on the table? Is, is the Kraken even a two... Is it a Omni? It is an Omni. Oh, it, uh, wow. it has... Um, Oh no, you're right. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Uh-oh. not. It doesn't even belong on this list. Who put that on the list? I certainly didn't. <laughs> hey, it's not highlighted, so I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. No. All right. So Kraken is is not even valid. Well, you know what? This, list. this segues into the next section. All of our listeners are probably like, guys, there's you're missing like fifty percent of the clam toman. So yeah, let's talk about two C and C variants, right? This is Josh's bread and butter. <laughs> These are my bread and butter because if I'm going to play as clan against an inner sphere person who's never fought clan, I'm probably going to try to use mainly these for that first game or two, just so they kind of understand the technology. That's like the, not actual- the reason. Oh, the boo. reason is because you're actually an inner sphere player and you're like, I don't want to play <laughs> clans. Oh, I can still play inner sphere and pretend to be clans. This is how I do it. <laughs> Oh, for me, it's even worse. Teenage Me loved the anime style artwork for the two C's and the oh. technical readout 3055. I saw that and I was just like, In I love. need them all. I need them all. Give them to me. Oh, and Denim was never more wrong again. <laughs> I even had like, minis and I was so sad that the minis weren't in those poses. I wanted those no, poses. just no. I like, wanted, is it the glass spider with the, the down the barrel shot? It's the Rifleman 2C. It's pointing yeah. right at you with one arm and, and like mm-hmm. got the other arm out for balance. And uh, it's so exciting. If there's one thing of Battletech I could take away, like <laughs> wish it never existed, it might be those arts. Oh. <laughs> My only joy is that they're slowly paving over it, <laughs> burying well, it. Slowly. Battletech started off with such good art because they. They just stole it. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then for a long time the artwork was so bad. Like knees didn't work. Legs work entirely different. Um aerospace fighters would have one short stubby wing and one really long wing. Ooh, asymmetrical aerodyne. That it, not on purpose though. Oh, okay. Um even worse. Yeah, it was horrible. And to see new art that actually looked good. And I was a huge anime fan in, in college. Mm-hmm. So when this came out, I'm just like, yay, new artist, I, I'm back in. So it, it really did. It hooked me hard. See, Josh, if 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 we didn't have that artwork, we wouldn't have Denim here today <sighs> on the podcast. He'd probably don't, still be don't, alive. Don't make I, me choose between those. Two. I can hear Josh rolling his eyes right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm basically going to be quiet for this whole entire time because I don't have any 2C or C mechs that I painted up except for one. And we'll... I guess I'll talk about it. So the Locust Two C is kind of bonkers. I like. Well, it. we can talk about standard standard, standard? battle mechs. So, okay. so most of what we've received in the new Wave One, Wave Two Kickstarter has been Omni mechs because mm-hmm. those are the poster are the boys. Yeah, yeah, those are the poster boys of Clan Invasion. Yeah. So, but they were the originals. They are the originals, but there are so many just standard non Omni battle mechs that, while are considered second line, would probably you would probably see one or two in a frontline star just due to logistics oh, yeah. or special needs. Like the Galahad, right? That's what you're talking about. It's not a 2C or a C. It's just a yeah, so, non-Omni clan back. Yeah, things like the Ghost Hawk, the 
Kodiak, the Kingfisher, all the clan ghost bear people are just like, yeah, this is where we shine. <laughs> when you're not paying for the Omnipod option, like that just drops the price down a whole lot. No, no, I mean, to get narrative for a hot second, like the Omnimex are supposed to be so cool because you can switch it up for do your field refit just on the fly, um, which unfortunately you don't see reflected in the day-to-day pickup games, but That's run true. your narrative campaigns, guys. Um, I know we did a little bit, just a tiny bit out of the, yeah, so we we ran a tiny bit of a adversarial campaign out of Error Report 3052, and the deal was that you could pick your variant after you saw the mission. So if yeah. you were running an Omni, so like that's why we brought that Omni flavor back into those missions. It's like, I'm taking an Ice Ferret. Oh, I see the mission. I'm going to take the A or the D. I love that idea so much. Yep. Just make them shine again. But anyways, we're not talking about Omnis anymore. We're talking about <laughs> standard battle mechs and uh, two Cs and, and C variants, right? So that's my thing about the standard variants. Like they're just as capable. They just are normally made either for one specific purpose. Like my favorite standard is probably the Piranha. Like mm-hmm. it's just machine guns with legs. Like it, you don't need Omnipod capabilities for machine guns with legs. Yeah. You just need to terrorize regiments of infantry. Exactly. Yeah. Terrorize. Wait, there's anybody left to, to have PTSD? Um, but yeah, that's that's 1,000 BV. And most of what you're paying for right then is just the speed of 914. Mm-hmm. What about you, Denim? Do you have any favorite standard mechs? Not, not standard. I mean, not standard mechs that would be cheap enough to field. Because um, mm-hmm. they can get pricey, too. They, they yeah, would, they can yeah. get pricey. Like, you know, I, I like the Galahad. Everybody likes the, the Stone Rhino to begin with. I don't. Um, <laughs> shush. shush. <laughs> no, the Stone Rider is now. one of those that, that you're like, oh, I designed a mech just like that when, when the rules for the new weapons first came out. <laughs> everyone tried to mid-max. And that's a pretty much mid-maxed mech. There's one that carries exclusively medium pulse lasers. That's true. And we've all, not we've all, most of us have done that when, when uh, we were... You know, doing our hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of mech designs, yeah, because we didn't have all these TROs with all these mechs. Yeah, I already mentioned the Locust two seats. The only one I've put on the field. It's got it's got lots of lasers, but it's still a Locust. So yeah, what, what exactly not. is a two seat? Well, so when we say two C, right. oh, I'm sorry, it's yeah, Josh, it's standard. Yeah, so yeah. two C mechs were uh, Kerensky and crew brought them with them, right, and mm-hmm. then they upgraded them. So those are your two Cs. With, with more, more than that, like, no, I'm I'm gonna go with no and say you're wrong on that, and say let's restart this whole sentence because okay. that's a C. Oh, a that C is, is just yeah, new weapons. Yeah. A Phoenix Hawk two C is an eighty ton mech. That's right. So yeah, they they so a two C mech that is actually a clan redesign, like from the ground up of a inner sphere mech. Like I'm looking at the what do we just say? The Phoenix Hawk two C, which is an assault mech, yep. right. which is now an assault yeah. mech. It's an eighty ton mech. It's got uh, like two ultra AC tens. Mm-hmm. Yep, two ultra AC tens and two machine guns. So it is a completely different beast. Still can jump, but it's not the same purpose. But most of the two Cs are roughly the same weight. Yes. Those are completely new designs based on the old one. Inspired. It's a new chassis. Yeah. You you couldn't you could not normally make turn your inner sphere mech, take it into the shop and make it into a two C. Yeah, no, they're they're new production models. Um like it didn't they like use the or in, inspired by the blueprints of the mechs they brought with them or just, Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to make it 
you know, better in every way. Yeah. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. Like the clip 2C is probably my favorite 2C just because it's a, it's a medium that's solid. It's got its LB10X and two ER medium lasers and plenty of armor. It's got mobility, speed, firepower. Yay. But um, in my opinion, one that they, they tried to make way better, but didn't is the Hunchback 2C. I mean, to me, <laughs> that one is the, the fun game to see if it can survive long enough to fire its two and a half turns worth of ammo because yeah. it only has enough ammo to fire two and a half turns, right? It's got <laughs> two and a half times and it's out. Well, the whole, the whole purpose of the Hunchback 2C is to give uh, older warriors an honorable death, which yeah, means run up very close, pull the trigger until either it stops moving or you stop moving. A chance to get a kill before you die. Yeah. yeah. But did it become popular for, like, uh, duels? Very in the, popular. In the clans? Yeah. yeah. Very popular very, very for popular. your uh, trial or your refusal or... It, it turns out trial two of ultra AC-20s can do a lot of damage to everything. And when you're when you're a culture of um of one on one battles, you know you don't need to have staying power. You just you know overwhelming firepower. Yep. Ask Back Chandler. The AC twenty wins. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, probably the most well known two C to me is probably the Wolfhound two C. Oh, uh, Feeling Kells, where they completely blew up his his Wolfhound, and then just looked at the kind of paperwork for it and said, "We can build this back." completely differently with the same kind of flavor but that's a one-off that isn't that was not made to be a wolfhound that was not an upgrade from the pieces that is a new mech so those are the two c's but we have one more different type of clan mech so we've had the omni mech which can hold battle armor the standard which cannot hold battle armor but it's just, other than that just like a regular intersphere mech it, two c's which are inspired by intersphere mechs and then just the c variant which is an interstellar mech with clan tech on it. So with the C variants, do they just stick the new guns in there, or do they, they upgrade the heat sinks sometimes? Because I can see a problem. Sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Asterisk. Yeah, because some of these run comically hot, right? The C variants are built from essentially while they were upgrading their weapons and armor and everything mm-hmm. and just slapping it into the interstellar mechs that they had because they hadn't... They hadn't fully industrialized to make new battle mechs. They yeah, just had all, the, they had all their old inner sphere ones hanging around, and they were like, "Cool, we invented the clan large pulse laser. Let us put it in to." And they look around and just slap it in the first thing they see. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Fit to that that mech. So, are these like mixed tech? These are mixed tech. Yep. So, a lot of them will either have a standard inner sphere engine or regular standard structure and armor with clan weapons oh like like it might still have a regular medium laser when clans don't have a regular medium laser it's it's the chassis is inner sphere okay. and the engine could be standard inner sphere and like, correct me if i'm wrong but denim doesn't know about these because these are like inserted back into canon via the true book right yeah, so these are what do they call it? Rec? They're they're like light retcons. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that would be why I'm not. Tim's uh... like, what is this? Yeah, I'm... this is not canon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one big one that you probably might have just seen or might just be making the rounds would be the Hunchback C, and that is yeah. a inner sphere Hunchback with a Clan Ultra AC20. Man, my brother would like that. Don't yeah, be less <laughs> insane than yeah. the two C. Yeah. 
So to me, those are kind of the nice mix between cheap Intersphere, but also good clan weapons and technology. They do have some problems because things got upgraded at different times. You have Intersphere heat sinks with clan ERPBCs. Yeah. So you, a lot of them will have a fatal flaw, like insanely bad heat management. <laughs> One-time use. Yeah. One-time use. I love it. Uh, all right. So I, we've, do, we've do talked have a, about the... Do you have a favorite? Ch- Hold on. Do, do you have oh, a favorite oh, oh. C variant, Josh? Do I have a favorite yeah, C the, variant? You're the C expert. I am the C expert. I like the Marauder C. It's under experimental. Okay, damn it. Is it? Am I imagining? There's two large pulse lasers, ultra AC5, and two medium lasers. Yeah, that, that's a cool. Take your Marauder that you got in your inner sphere box that everyone has and everyone loves, and then just throw their clan weapons onto it. Like, Which is exactly what my kids wanted to do as soon as I showed them the clans. They're like, <laughs> I got this favorite mech, and now I want all the good weapons. I want my LRMs to not have minimum ranges. And to be 50% as heavy. Yeah. <laughs> They're just superior. Yeah, that, the Warhammer seed, like pretty much any of your standard favorite inner sphere mechs have a just equivalent clan weapon variant and they're and catalyst is right now <laughs> realizing people like the c variants apparently well i and mean they're, they're new sculpts you can use them if you're exactly player. so if you are a only clan player you can now buy an inner sphere pack of mechs and yeah. run it in your clan forces options and i love call options. it yeah call it your uh Solhama unit or your garrison right yeah yeah who doesn't want an archer c with a Two LRM clan twenties, point blank. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, the, the, there's a regular archer that's four LRM fifteens, but clan LRM you could fit like six clan LRM fifteens in there. So that's those are the C variants. Like I said, I think those are kind of the most interesting, just because it is a that super missing link between the inner sphere game and the clan game. Like if you were trying to bring someone up an era, that's what I would give them. Is yeah. this uh is this like one of those ill clan era things? That may be why I'm not familiar with it. Is that no I? no not all of them not all of them. A lot of it's the uh, golden century uh, and oh. that stuff. Yeah, so you have to dig into like clan homeworld kind yeah. of eras. Yeah, Pentagon Wars and shit like that. Right? The Exterminator has the early clan, which is an EC, and yeah. that's where it's fifty fifty intersphere clan technology. Oh, once once they normally get all of the clan weapons sorted out then they just take the e away and put a c ah all my chocolate and peanut butter all mixed together <laughs> but yeah so so let's talk about how our tactics change at lower battle value games as a clan player what are some major problems that you see when you get on the table and you don't have your regular go-to assault uh, yeah a battle star oof well, I mean, for me, the where where I notice it is in armor, and yeah. I mean by how much damage my clan force can take. the The main advantage to clans, in my mind, has always been their lighter and better equipment and superior mobility. But their armor is still capped at three hundred and four points, just like the inner sphere. So at lower battle values, you've got less mechs, and you need to have. Uh, you need to use everything that you've got to keep the inner sphere from focus firing any of your mechs down because then you're just running on a deficit and mm-hmm. it gets worse and worse. So yeah, for, for me, uh, mobility, never stop moving, take advantage of, of range and use those elementals to harass and tie down any uh, inner sphere mechs that are causing you problems. 
so I feel like at the not only are you going to get some BB to play around with your battle mechs, um, I feel like at the lower point value games, elementals become even more necessary for tying up the heavier assets your opponent's going to bring. Like Denim was saying, uh, you play clan at lower point levels like you always do, but even more now. You have to dictate your ranges, make sure you're not giving your opponent uh, those shots because, yeah, you're bringing less armor to the table. And I've never not brought elementals. I feel like it's super key. Um, and that's how it might change for me. So if I'm playing at a higher battle value, I might leave the elementals at home. Maybe. And just bring like a fun list full of clan battle mechs that just annihilate, you know, wreak havoc on the field on your opponent. Um, yeah. Yeah. That Intersphere player, he didn't get new elementals or battle armor in his box set. So he's yeah. like, what am I going to use? I don't, I didn't get new plastic tanks. That's Why would right. I use those? That's a good question. Like what can he use to, to make up, to make up that difference? I mean, if we want to, want to touch on that just a little bit, I really like the idea of using the, um, the battlefield support points that are in the battle mech manual. In my mind, a good way to give the Intersphere like that home field advantage, give them points to use for landmines um have them have their nearby base bring over uh, aerospace fighters for bombing runs or strafing runs and be able to call in artillery i've been playing that a little bit at some of our games at uh and i haven't tied down exactly how much battlefield support points you should get for you know the the battle value okay because you know nobody nobody has has just said it's that much right now i'm kind of toying around with like a hundred battle value equals one battlefield support point. And that's, that's not bad, but I think, I think I could tweak it even more. Yeah. Just, just to, you know, Oh, the clans are really overwhelming our position until my airstrike rips up the back or the legs of some of these slows Mm -hmm. them down. You know, minefields in unexpected places are, are awesome at keeping that dasher, but um, (laughs) it's a work in progress. Yeah. But I think, I think that it's going to be more popular especially now that they've included vehicles for battlefield support points in the uh, Tukiid book, which are compatible with uh, the stuff in the battle mech manual. One thing I forgot to touch on real quick. Uh, if you've listened to me talk about playing the game in prior episodes, you've heard me talk about the anchor on the battlefield. I feel like the anchor doesn't make its way into my lower point value lists when I'm playing clan. So I have to be even more delicate when it comes to dictating the engagement because you really have to dictate your ranges and you you don't want to be taking a shot that you're not expecting or you know so you have to really plan ahead even more so i feel like it's more punishing right josh like, yeah, yeah you have to, you definitely have to play much more conservatively you can't push up and go in for that kill just when you think you might have it just because if if anything happens to your mech like you do have normally less armor and you're going to have less guns, so you can't react as easily or as fast. You're not going to have the super fast mobile mechs anymore in a lower BV, but challenge on a budget kind of game. Yeah. yeah. You still want to dictate what's happening. You can't just play exclusively on the back foot because you'll get cornered that way, especially especially if you're playing an inner sphere player. That's what they're actively trying to do is to corner your fast, slippery, you know, punchers, glass cannons, because, you know, most of them are going to be class cannon e ish not all of them i guess actually yeah. taking it back <laughs> yeah if they think if then i if your inner sphere opponent thinks they have supremely a tonnage and armor advantage they will just walk forward like mm-hmm. and try to push you into a corner where they can all focus fire yeah. down one mecha turn if i'm yeah. the inner sphere player that's my plan 
Yeah. yeah. It works. What I would mainly change tactics wise in a lower point game as a clan would just be essentially check your corners, but always, I don't want to say Zelbringen would hold you back. Like, if I mean, you're talking about Zelbringen, and if we're playing a battle value balance game, mm-hmm. I feel like as, as, you know, it's it's a narrative sin, just like bringing four or five pilots in Omnimex. Um, but I've I've kind of I kind of have to ditch it, and that's that's a discussion you need to have with your opponent before you play yeah. the game. Um, Celebrating is not for balanced BV. It no, puts it's clan. Not. It's it's intentionally made to put clans at a severe disadvantage. But that's why it's also not a tournament thing because right, like it's only suggestions and ideas. There's no there there's no rule that you can look at to say oh you did this wrong. Right. I mean, it's it even depends on the clan you're playing as to what is and what isn't um, a faux pas, right? Um, or or des, Desgra or whatever. Yeah. Desgra, yeah. This is Desgra to say faux pas. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. It wasn't a contraction. <laughs> we'll let it pass. Freeborn. So yeah, um, uh, that's that that is a, an artificial way to to balance the game. But everybody has to be on the same page, right? And you have to be having a friendly game because if if points real or imagined are on the line some people some people will, will just take advantage of it and then and then fight you and then it becomes not fun yeah i'm reading the tukiid book now and so many in each of the little short stories that do they say like zelbringen is is no longer applicable like yeah it, it's it's focus fire because it's kill or be killed at that point so i'd like to think if you're doing a close to clan invasion right before right after like Tukiid, then yeah just they're don't. done having the, the war, <laughs> they're war done war trying to get on her <laughs> then it's good to have your 12 armies so that you have an equivalent bv to go against two stars of clan max <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so like i said my biggest tactics changes would just be play to range for as long as i can but don't get so defensive that you start losing your range advantage like yeah. like they're starting to just walk up and start tanking shots you are going to have to get aggressive. You are going to have to get around, get some rear armor shots, blow some limbs off early. I think you touched on this, Denim, but you can't always run a star. And that's a that's a weird yeah, thing I too. Mean, your binary got broken up, right? Yeah. So you got you got three omnis and like I was saying earlier, you know, I almost always take three three mechs and two elemental, two points of elementals. So Or you're playing a mission where you know narratively, um, one or two of of your mechs got lost or are on their own scouting thing because of resources, and this is yep. all you have. Yep. You know, you three plus you you elementals go off and do that while you two are on some other side mission. But Josh, uh, I guess sometimes you can run a star, or is that is that kind of the end of that segment? I feel like there's I mean, much to say on that. It's just one of those weird things that. I think so many Battletech people get locked into that yes. if I am Intersphere, I take four. And if I am Clan, I take five. I admit I was stuck on that for so long. And it wasn't until very recently that I suddenly w- was free of that, where I could say, yeah, this is going to be, you know, a, a three on seven battle, which. Oh, weird. Uh, yeah. Ah, ah. I'm totally fine with it. And once again, I love that they included two points of elementals in the new box set like that that nothing makes you learn the rules like actually having to use the damn thing exactly (laughs) you know oh do i buy these i don't know how they work i'm not going to bother oh i have these let's throw them on the table and see how they work oh my god i love these 
I mean, really, it, as soon as you get the the rules under your thumb, you're like, man, elementals are great. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. really are. That I think that was one of the best decisions they made. Yeah. So we brought some lists tonight, some examples. So I challenged you guys to make a six thousand five hundred BV two clan list that you would play against a normally intersphere opponent, but occasionally just a quick clan game essentially yeah josh you're a monster why do you hate me i mean you 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 both should know why i both hate you (laughs) challenge accepted is what i meant to say you are going to a game and you have 6500 beefy to play with and it was we were going to see who could bring the best list and i was going to run the simulations and put them in a mega mech play them against each other until there was one clear winner and then we would decide if we really liked that person's list, and if not, what we would change. So I'm right now. The thought is bring a buffet of mechs and see what comes up on top, and what we would what we would actually bring. So Denim, why don't you start with your list? My anchor for this one was the uh, the Loki B with a three four pilot as mobile elemental uh, support. There was the Dragonfly Prime also with a three four pilot. Uh, I was running out of points rapidly by then. <laughs> so I did bring the Clint 2C, which I like. But hey. um, since he is a uh, uh, not a clan frontline mech, I felt uh, justified in giving him a 4-5 pilot because there I do – like I've gotten better with a lot of things. But but if I have an Omni mech without a 3-4 pilot or lower – It's going to make your I, head explode. It, yeah, it it still feels wrong. But I do not yep. mind putting out C or 2C variants with – with uh, four fives. And then to support that, because I was very much out of points, I put in two points of elementals uh, that used flamers instead of um, the lasers. lasers. Um, And I would talk to my opponent about adding the optional rule of flamers doing both damage and Uh, heat. But if not, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, I I could go either way. Um, but that that was my list, and and I will talk about specifics after uh, everyone else has has their say. Uh, I will say that while reading the two heat book, and I know it's like my go to now for lore reasons. It's but, a uh, fantastic book. Josh has uh, that books. <laughs> the uh, the ghost bears throwing their bondsmen, their inner sphere bondsmen. Like we've lost so many of our frontline warriors, we'll yeah. now throw our bondsmen into our omni mechs. Because we have more mechs than we have men at this point. Oh no! Kidding. And, and yeah. how did the ghost bears do on two kid? Uh, tie. They did. They tied one for one. But yes, so that is an inner sphere pilot, which he probably was not a four or five. But everyone assumes that every inner sphere pilot is a four or five, yeah. and he was running a mad dog. So, so I do not subscribe to the omni mechs can only be piloted by a three four. It is not a hard requirement. <laughs> I know it's not like in my brain. I know it's not, but and I can point to lore reasons where it's not. But but my heart says no. So what about you, Dustin? What was your list? <laughs> Since we were talking about uh, four or five pilots in Omnimex, my <laughs> list has three Omnimex with four or five pilots in it. Um, sixty five hundred is a little more than I'm used to playing with. Uh, I'm usually making my Bachalan on a budget list at five thousand five k because that's what we play a lot here in our local meta. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I brought my Gargoyle Prime. The I was able with the extra battle value to upgrade that ice ferret to a D, Whoa. which is that monster with the yeah, four medium fancy. pulse lasers. Yeah, and I have never put a, a mad dog on the table, so I can't really say much about it. But the mad dog B is cool, 
and is worth 2,284 battle value. Like I said, I always think of my lists from the three mechs and two elementals. So I got two points of elemental laser infantry. And I probably did a little bit of math wrong because I'm not sure that those are 447 battle value per point. Nope, they're four or five. I, I did the five. math. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I made my list in a bit of a hurry. So I came out at 6,368 points, all four or five pilots and elementals. Um, that's my list. Uh, I've got, I feel like the gargoyle and the ice ferret can kind of do a little bit of dictating of engagement. Mad dog B is going to hang back and the elementals are going to go down that ice ferret and that gargoyle. Most likely. I didn't say, but I like denim's list. Yes. It's, it's very front loaded and not going to miss yours has a lot more armor than his. But you both have two two points of elementals, so. And uh, so we're talking about bringing elementals, and it looks like you didn't bring any. Elementals. I brought no elementals because awesome. elementals would scare a brand new inner sphere player. What, <laughs> what what are these little little guys on this hex? That's wrong. No, you don't do that. No, oh. you brought no omni mechs either. <laughs> I brought no omnis. I only brought two Cs and C variants. So. I have no capabilities of any battle armor riding on me, and why why, why would I commit to it then? I went with mechs that you could get in the Kickstarter. I got a Marauder C, a Rifleman C at four, at a Gunnery 4 and Piloting 4, okay. a Shadowhawk C pilot at Gunnery 4 and Piloting 4, and then an Urban Mech 2C and a Jenner 2C, which... The Marauder, Urban Mech, and the Jenner are 4-5? Yes. Okay. So I like I like all those mechs. So yeah, yeah. I was like this. This is a list that I could see an interstellar pilot playing. The clan player just like this is your list, just like scooping it up and be like, this is my list now, and then shoving clan tech into it. <laughs> my goals for this were to have a lot more armor, a lot more tonnage. Like mm-hmm. when I look at it, this is two hundred fifty-five tons to your one hundred fifty-five tons. Yeah, it's just a lot of mech. So, yeah, so the, like I said, my list was let's go all armor, let's go all tonnage, and let's just make the Intersphere pilot wonder who he's actually playing. Is he playing an Intersphere game or is he playing a clan this game? This is great because this was my first. Um, I played, we, we did a role reversal. I remember this game a long time ago. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, 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 you play the clan this time and I'll play Intersphere. And you're like, okay. And then you showed up with an Intersphere list. <laughs> I showed up with Intersphere mechs using clan technology. Exactly. Yep. You had a piranha in there and. I took I took the standard um, play sheet, right? So I was like, oh, I'm playing Intersphere, so I'm going to rush your mechs. And you're like, actually, I brought Brawlers too. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my favorite part of that is we both took Highlanders. Uh, you took yeah. a regular, and yeah. I took the yeah the clan version of the Highlander. Yeah, and it, I hope we had a Highlander duel. I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, we did. It was it was worse than we thought, though. <laughs> it's, oh, who yeah. hits with, it's who hits with Goss first. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I ran this through the simulators, aka Mega Mech AI versus AI for I think three three games for each, and uh, I round robin it. So I immediately have an objection to this, but do it. <laughs> Me too. So we'll I think Princess is stupid with elements. Yeah, Princess right? is stupid. And that's why I was like, let's just see. Like, and I was looking at the results. Like, okay, what what is what is bad? What what does the AI not do? Right, right, right. Yeah, <laughs> um, this was just in place of us not being able to get to the table during the holidays right. and playing three games of Mega Mac would still take three hours probably at this level. Can you just like hit the you just hit the next button over and over again? No, uh, you, you just AI? put two. You just put two AI teammates and, 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 and you read the results. Yep. Nice. 
I've so I've that. I've been doing a lot of this to try to see like okay, what does the AI do? Because it still gives you all of the results at the end. It right, gives right. you who kills the most. So you yeah, just what disable were some highlights. So um, highlights were the elementals do work at oh, six point really? five. Yes, no, like everyone okay. who took elementals was getting at least one kill per elemental because they swarm and the other p- opponent just has no good way to get them off. Oh, no kidding. So I guess so, I, I have to take it back a little bit. The elemental princess used elementals correctly and well, I guess. Yeah, princess may have used them correctly, but not the way that I would have sure, used them. Yeah. That's my problem. Yeah. 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 So how did we do? That's- how did we do? Yeah, how did our lists do in the simulators? So mine beat Denim and Dustin's at a two, two to one odds. Okay. Um, Dustin's won 50% of his. Hey. Sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah, and then Denim won a third of his games. Virtual Dustin does about as good as regular Dustin does. (laughs) I mean, you—if you're shooting for fifty percent, that's pretty good. That's what I—that's what I try. Like I said, the things I can infer from this are—it was really just luck. Like I watched—I watched these games roll out, and a lot of times my heavy mech would just get alpha down right off the gate. Ah, your Marauder. Yeah, the Marauder would, yeah. was always the first one to die. Did the, so, did the Urban Mech one. 2C kill everybody? The Urban Mech 2C did not kill everyone, uh, but it did get several kills throughout the the simulations. So I mean, it, it can actually move. It's not a 2-3, it's a 3-4. It's a 3-5-3, yeah. yeah. I think. Like, it felt really weird to take it, yep. but I was like, it does have two tons of Ultra AC, so that's, yeah. ten, that's 10 turns of double so tapping. Brap, 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 brap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Jenner 2C did a good at killing elementals, which I thought was a good purpose. What is the 2C pack? The uh, two SRM6s and a streak mm-hmm. SRM4. Oh, so yeah, that would do more it. SRMs. <laughs> That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> I mean, especially if you put Infernos in the 6s, it'd be even worse. The Rifleman C of mine definitely made the holes with yeah. the two large pulses and the yeah. two LB5s. And I just left it on slug. I was just like, that's fine. Clan large pulse laser. Mm -hmm. And the Shadowhawk just kind of ran around trying to distract. And like I said, the Marauder always went down first. It it didn't survive any of the games. But when you have two large pulse lasers, two mediums, and ultra AC5, you you kind of are prioritized. Uh, On mine, like one of those elemental points would stay on the Hellbringer and one would would be on the Uh, Dragonfly. Because, you know, I've, I've only got two that can carry. Mm-hmm. Right. But if uh, you know, cause Dragonfly deposits them. The Clint runs around and, and just you know messes with things. He uses the uh, LB10X and, and LBX mode, which compensates for his uh, four gunnery mm-hmm. and brings it down mm-hmm. to a three. There you go. Um, the Dragonfly would go drop elementals off and then come back and pick them back up, like the, <laughs> the second up, Loki. Unless unless everyone's charging, in which case the Loki would keep the elementals on the for extra armor. <laughs> that is something I've not seen in a game is somebody drop off a set of elementals and be like, all right, I'm getting your friends. <laughs> yeah. And princess nice. doesn't do it either. So, yeah, I mean, this, this was the inherent problem with the simulation, yeah. but I just wanted to see, okay, is I, more truly better. Yeah. And I when you're all doing results, clients. if I am not physically commanding the troops. Yeah. The way I thought of it was, would a non-experienced clan player, yeah, 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 this, yeah. I accept them. <laughs> like I said, I, I'm not. I'm not going to like run around with this as you know, golden proof. Let me write my thesis that the C and two C is superior to the Omni. But 
Oh, you think this is bad? Wait till you hear my arguments if I happen to lose against Dustin with my wasp versus uh, <laughs> Griffin. <laughs> but but yeah, so like I said, I think the C variants are perfectly acceptable. I think it's I think most clan players have to get over that mental hump that they are just as equal as an Omni, especially if you are challenged to run a lower point game. Yeah, and don't don't get me wrong, I, I don't dislike two Cs. I just haven't painted any of them. <laughs> so don't don't uh, they will be there one day and I'll have experience with them. I, I like them. They got character. Yeah. Yes. My See for me, any any duplicates that I got during the Kickstarter, yeah. like any duplicate clans go to the interseer and any duplicate interseers go to the clans. So this is this is my way of perfectly balancing all the forces. There you yeah. go. My my biggest mental hump right now is putting inferior pilots into my yeah, Omnimex because yeah. the uh, four fives just don't want to do that. Just can't. Well, I did two four fours, which probably wasn't super worth it, but hey, it helps uh, those PSRs. You know, it does help the PSRs. Like I said, I thought the Marauder. I correctly inferred that he was just going to die first. Like. Mm-hmm. So let me do the rifleman and the shadowhawk at four four, and they they stayed alive longer. I want to I want to hope because of it, and it does kind of infer that they are the slightly more elite pilots. Yeah. So will you be taking any two C's or C's in your clan games, Dustin and Denim? Oh, I'm I took a two C in in my list. So um, I've always liked a lot of the two C's and, and regular clan max. I just don't have that much experience with the C variants which I've got an open mind. I'll take those. What about you, Dustin? Yeah, anything that's cheap, I'll throw it in there. Anything, anything that's, that's cheap. Painted, cheap yeah. And like I said, with this, I was able to get five mechs. Like I could yeah. easily get rid of the Jenner or the Urban mech and put in an Elemental yeah. or just bump piloting skills. So now it's a four on four, which I could see a Star Colonel. My four worst pilots against your four best pilots. Yeah. I would love Let's to see this. your list, Josh, with an Elemental point. Uh-huh. That can't ride on anything. So he's going to slowly jump across. I mean, field. he's going to be moving at urban mech speeds, which at this point is just okay. There you go. But yeah, I did run this against uh, my regular Intersphere list, which is mm. a... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, mm. I, like I said, I... Lots of simulating. Light it, lots of simulating for today. In in light of not being able to play any this week. Megamech now has an option to take uh, screenshots after each turn and oh. turn them into an animated GIF to to watch the Whoa. battle. What? Yeah. Do they what? Do, they, do the I mechs do slide around? They move the around. You know, like they burp, 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 like oh, uh, you know, it's like a slideshow. <laughs> oh, it's awesome! Yeah, I did that. Recently. Show me. Yeah, show this to me. Yes, sir. I will. Game options. I've got to find the, the stuff oh. I wrote it down. I wrote it down. I'll, don't worry, I'll, I'll send Classic it to you. Classic okay. Mega Mac UI issues. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, it's, but yeah. it's a cool feature. Because I need to know about that, like keep, yesterday. Keep a, hard, yeah, keep a hard drive with a lot of space because these pictures, oh. raw, are big. I mean, that's fine. What's the, the name of the option so I can YouTube this real quick? Client settings? We'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. Yeah, because I, I want that like yesterday. Um, what was I going to say? But yeah, so I ran it against my Inner Sphere list, which is a Clan Buster Black Knight, Clan Buster King Crab with the Goss, mm-hmm. an Exterminator, and a Crab. And it came down 50-50, and it either just eked out a win 
or it just got stopped. Like, <laughs> but 50% of the time I was doing okay. 50% of the time it was the Intersphere ruling the day. Yeah, the the lack of elementals definitely I could see was the weak point of my list against Intersphere. Like a slower, heavier, upgunned, up armored Intersphere, I should say. Now that we've seen what the list can do, I think the best of all the worlds is one Omni, one two C, one C, <laughs> and an elemental yeah, or two. I yeah. love the elementals. So I don't think all Omnis at this point level is great. I don't think all or all C and all two C variants are great. So I would I would probably do a Gargoyle Prime yeah. <laughs> with an elemental, yeah. a Marauder or Rifleman C just for some big guns, big tons, and whatever your favorite either Omni. 2C or C variant is for the last one. And then you've got a star that can do a little bit of everything. A Timberwolf with no legs. That's got to be worth minus. <laughs> Why is the Timberwolf so expensive? Like someone... It's awesome. It's the best. That's... <laughs> it's a killer. It is. It the is super efficient. Max armor, good speed. I mean, you can, you got LRM 20s with the right amount of ammo to dump it all as your closing range. And then you've got your ERs, that medium pulse. Or, or even better, the A variant, where yeah. you know you've got the SRM six streaks that are either everything or no ammo is wasted. Yeah, and then you've got the medium pulses and the the ER PPCs, which their ranges match up so well, so that like it's almost always the same. Denim's like my A variant. I dude, it's give me my A. It's expensive, and that's why. Yeah, it's good. It's really expensive. <laughs> it's so expensive. <laughs> I'm imagining that meme with the crystal ball. Oh my god, I see you in a room with a lot of battle value. Jesus, that's a lot of battle value. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, a Madcat B, uh Shadowhawk C, a Fenris D, Urbamech two C, and an elemental battle armor is sixty four thirty. You've got elementals that can ride on, you've got a five eight in the Shadowhawk and the Timberwolf, and then you've got the two C for the slow boy, just like Double tapping a ultra auto cannon, <laughs> and then you've got your quad medium pulse Fenris running around dodging stuff. So, so I was looking at the, the and that's two hundred ten tons. So yeah. that's that's like nicely in the middle. Yeah, that's good. I was looking at the um the discount omnis that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Just running numbers real fast at three four pilots for for the um like the favorites of of the group three four ran at uh, just under ninety nine. Or nine thousand nine hundred battle value, so it was For almost ten ten k. But if you bumped it down to four five, it was almost exactly seventy five hundred. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the the interesting thing when I was looking at it is that the difference between the lightest and the heaviest, which was the gargoyle, was yeah. only a hundred battle value. Like it was exactly one hundred <laughs> battle value was the difference between the heaviest and the lightest. So that's the problem with the clan mechs is that they're all the same price. They're all the same price. Yep. Like the light ones and the mediums, they're, they're all so expensive if you get any that are any good. Do you think that was just because uh, the BV2 system was kind of designed to balance them? or I think the BV2 system just shows that clan tech is, is all expensive. And, yeah. and when you've got a platform, I don't think the tonnage matters that much. If you mm. if you put the same types of weapons on there well, it, with it, the same rough speeds, well, it makes like, sense too because like yeah. you get all your endo steel and your ferrofibrous, so you're not yeah. wasting crits anymore. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, the, the box set. Speed. Like yeah. we looked at that with the box set. Like uh, four out of five of the mechs were were almost exactly three thousand, just over three thousand. And the only one that wasn't was the light mech, and that was also over twenty five hundred. There, they were all roughly in the three thousand range, like each one of them. Yeah, and then elementals. A point of elementals is either a javelin or a commando in price. Yeah, clan mechs are op. <laughs> Climax OP. Please Climax take two OP. C's and C's. But yeah. Well, I don't I don't mind using them. I'm not one of the grognards. It's like 3025 or die. No, like <laughs> Climax are fine. They're awesome. I'm actually super excited about figuring out this whole battlefield support point thing. I right. want to find a good ratio of support points per per battle value. Because we had so much fun. With there the, was uh, the clan mechs coming in and, and the aerospace fighters strafing and the artillery coming in. It didn't feel overpowered. It didn't feel cinematic. Cheesy. It was it was exciting and it felt like an intersphere unit who is fighting for their life against these alien invaders. One thought that I had on my list was mine is like the airplane, like feeding the child and like pretending <laughs> like it's the hey, I'm going to let's play a six point five K bv game and it's like okay cool what are you bringing i was like bringing a marauder bringing a rifleman a shadowhawk a mech and a jenner and they're like okay that, what do that, i get you get yeah, all of these yeah you you can take whatever whatever you can like you don't even mention you're playing clan then you show yeah. up and you're taking all c variants and they're like wait a second <laughs> this feels like clan <laughs> Yeah, I got my kids to, you know, because my kids play a bit. Um, they were they were running um, like the the beginner box set at the store for, for brand new people and kids who were at Hangar 18. Mm-hmm. So they know how to play. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you want to send us home, Dustin? Thanks for listening to our episode today. You can reach us at the Podcast at gmail.com or send us a message over at the MechBay Podcast on Facebook. Um, join us on our Discord, the Mech Bay Podcast Discord. You can find a link in the show notes. Send us any questions or comments or uh, questions you want us to answer. Yeah. I think uh, next time we'll be moving the timeline up a little bit. I think... Uh, I Gasp. Th- yeah, right? I, I think... Do, do people play after the clan invasion? Is oh, that a thing? They <laughs> do people do. play in the clan invasion? Play after. After. <laughs> I'll see you in the dark age, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a couple things to go through there. Know, it's like, wait, the Intersphere have Omnimex now? Ooh. 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 So stay tuned, everybody.